listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, and this is another episode of Take 5, and Wayne and I are together for this edition, and hopefully you enjoyed the last time we did one, which was our favorite international genre shows. Tonight, we're going to take a look at our favorite international non-genre shows because, hey, you know, we've got a wide variety of stuff we like. So, right, and at least with this list, uh, half of my choices won't be shows we actually covered already in, in the podcast. So, Right, and I'm guessing we're not going to have any that are the same. So I'll let you go first this week. Okay. You know what? I, I, I had a bunch listed, but you put it on the prohibition against like Canadian no. and uh, English shows. But I Yeah, we, we can go UK. That's we can all right. I got, I got plenty on this list. Um, so I'm gonna, my first one, I'm going to go with a show that is an English language show, but it's out of, well, actually it's probably produced in America, but it's about a New Zealand uh, pair called The Flight of the Concords. I don't know if you've oh, ever, okay. I have. Yeah, you've yeah. yeah. I've seen a few episodes. Hilarious. Well, season one especially is great. And I, oh, I can't remember the name of the guy who plays... Uh, Reese, I believe their manager is now the uh, lead in Our Flags. Um, Our Flag spells death, I think. Spells or means death, whatever. Um, the show on HBO Max. So anyway, hilarious guys. Jermaine Clement, uh, who has also gone on to do a lot of uh, acting gigs, especially voice work now. Just a uh, you know a pair of kind of normal everyday kiwis uh trying to make it as musicians in the united states and they've got uh you know basically one fan and uh and the the quirky humor and everything is just really really great i if i remember correctly i didn't think season two was quite as good but uh it was uh season one is pure gold of hilarious hilarious uh stuff and the music is, is very good and funny, too. Now, I thought about putting The Crown on my list. Uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners have, have watched The Crown. And, I mean, there's you know so many great actors, including Matt Smith and Gillian Anderson, Olivia Coleman, Claire Foy. It goes on and on. But I'm not, I'm not going to put that one on there. I'm going to start with a show called The Tunnel, which is a UK-French collaboration. And there is also a show called The Bridge, which is a Swedish-Danish collaboration. And you'll see the connections. So in the tunnel, a dead body is found straddling the border between the two countries. And the French detective has to pair up with a UK detective to solve this crime. And the initial confrontation they have in the tunnel with the body is just horrific and i'll just leave it at that i don't know i don't even want to you know spoil that you know if you're into crime dramas you know it's really worth checking out um i i started looking at the the bridge which is the swedish danish equivalent same idea it's just that in this case the the body is found on a bridge straddling the uh the two countries but uh yeah anyway so this one can be found on prime premium 
which is I don't have that, so I don't even remember where where I saw it when I saw it. But there are three seasons, well worth checking out. Okay, my second one is uh, Falda. Having to go with, and this is one that, especially in the last three weeks, I probably would watch it with different eyes uh, than I did at first, but. Um, as a 24 style, uh, you know, government agents fighting, you know, and, and trying to uncover plots and infiltrating the enemy and stuff like that. It is a really good show. A lot of action, uh, you know, character development. It's like, I mean, it's there, but you know, mostly they, they kind of work it in between the, the scenes of very intense action. Um, you know, one of my, and this is an Israeli production. And you know, one of my criticisms would talk about it, even before when I was watching and I talked about it in the show was that I felt that it did just take a very biased, one sided view. And, you know, the Israelis are, you know, just straight up always the good guys and the Palestinians are always the terrorist bad guys. And, you know, I think we all know that there's, it's the the conflict is much more nuanced uh, than that. So I wonder if uh, going back and watching Falda now, what it would it would I would I think of it and everything. But uh, like I said, as far as a twenty four style action show, it's really really good. Now you know I had mentioned initially when we you know considered doing this, uh, uh, we won't do any UK shows, and and then of course I back down on that so i've got a couple um my next one's called cheeky monkey i know called marcella and it's a uk appeared on itv but also netflix and it's even though it's uk it's it's nordic noir style which is really dark visually typically told from the police point of view and it follows this british detective played by anna friel uh, who's the titular character, and and I'm sure a lot of the Brits know exactly who she is. She's been in some American shows as well. Yeah, um, I've seen her in. Yeah, I, I know, I know that name. Yeah, for sure. Right, but it's on Netflix, three seasons, and you know, her, I I think one of the things I love about this show is, is the descent that her character takes over the course of the three seasons. So much not at all her fault and you know i've I've mentioned before many of these crime shows that we see follow a female detective who is either single very often divorced almost never in a happy committed relationship with um you know another individual so um and certainly that's not the case here i mean it not she's not in a happy relationship but it's just a, a wonderful show i mean it just yeah anyway all right okay. you're up well since uh you're cheating i think i'm going to as well and go i'm gonna stay here in north america and just go right north of the border and pick letter kenny as my number three choice and you know i've i know i've talked about letter kenny a ton here you know it's just a it's it's a very basic premise. It's a small town in Ontario. You have like three big groups where you have like kind of like the farmers, you have the hockey players, and you have the skids who are like kind of like these the, 
Well, they're the drug users, basically. Uh, kind of gothish. Uh, always got a piece of cardboard in front of like a, a show. They're out of, of, I'm sorry, of a store. And they're like, you know, dancing on top of it and everything. It's very, very funny show. Uh, super smart, you know, dialogue, the script. Jared Kiso is the, uh, you know, basically the auteur behind the whole thing. Um, he plays two characters. He plays uh, Wayne, which is another reason, I guess, why I like the show. And uh, the, the title, Shorzy, the titular character, Shorzy, who would then have his own spinoff and everything, which I kind of, I guess I brought Shorzy in on this one too. But uh, really great writing. You have to be very, you have to pay attention because the, uh, the, the dialogue goes fast um, and uh, the jokes are, are come you know, fast and furious as well. And, uh, you know, not as it's just really funny, but we also really care for uh, the characters in it too. So, All right. Well, I'm going to go back to the UK and a BBC show that I would suspect anybody in the UK, maybe even Europe, knows Line of Duty. It, it uh, <coughs> appeared for six, yeah, six seasons or series as the uh, – Brits like to refer to it, follows a police anti-corruption unit, and it's got two of the greatest lines (laughs) in television that are spoken by the leader of this unit, played by Adrian Dunbar. Whenever he's exasperated by somebody on his team, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and the wee donkey, (laughs) And, and suddenly the room gets quiet. Or when he's really happy with the way things are going, now we're sucking diesel. Like, all right. <laughs> Never heard those before, but uh, I love them. All right. <laughs> now, Line of Duty is oh, on. Oh, Pushing Daisies, what Anna Frio was in. Oh, okay. Line of Duty's on Prime. It looks like it's on Hulu, and it's on a free service called Crackle that you just, you know, I've got the app on my Roku and. I think you might even be able to just access it uh, on the web. But okay. anyway, all right. So uh, my number two one is Babylon Berlin, uh, which, again, we've talked about quite oh my God. a bit on the show. Um, and just awesome. Again, a very non-traditional hero, um, though I guess kind of traditional is the cop who's kind of an addict and – has personal demons he's battling and everything, but uh, um, just a fabulous, especially uh, bringing out Weimar Germany, uh, you know, at a time between the world wars, um, you know, right on the cusp, you see the uh, conflicts rising between Nazis and the communists and everything that's kind of happening at that time. And it's just kind of this big whirlwind and, just a really great show as a period piece. I don't know if I've ever seen better. I mean, I haven't seen the crown yet, so, you know, I can't count that one in there, but, uh, you know, I think one of the better, you know, of any language, uh, period piece series I've ever seen. So, yeah, d- uh, definitely agree. And, and, you know, certainly the, the, the British period pieces are, are, you know, there's there's a lot of them out there, and, and and so many of them are really well done. This is a period that there's at least I haven't seen a lot of shows for this period, and no. you know, yeah, and it's perfect. So, it's like such like 
the twenties, especially the twenties, just I mean, would I mean, I mean, you probably taught the Great Gatsby too. It's just like such a. I know we tend to romanticize it a lot, but it just seems like such a a, a crazy time, uh, just across the world, you know. All right, I'm going to head to Scandinavia for my last two, and first one is Deadwind, which is a Finnish series. Follows a detective named Sophia Carpi, who's returned to duty after experiencing a personal tragedy. I won't reveal what that is. Again, another example of Nordic noir with the dark atmosphere. And and if you want to call them flawed protagonists, that's probably fair. And, you know, you you mentioned uh, the protagonist in, in Babylon Berlin, who's an addict, but we understand why he's an addict and, and you know, that, that it wasn't something he is doing recreationally or, you know, a, at all. Deadwind is also available in Netflix. There are three series of of that episode as well, and I can't, there's something just about the the Scandi shows that that they so often seem to be filmed in the winter, so that there's very little color, uh-huh. which. I, I guess really just adds to the starkness of, well, right, of the yeah, whole, I mean, they're, obviously yeah. they're deliberately going for that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. Cool. Well, my last one is, in my modest opinion, the best, maybe the best fly out international show I've ever seen, ever. It's awesome. Um, I don't think Dave has seen it yet, even though despite my repeated attempts to get him to, I don't know whether you should watch this first or Deadpool too, but you know, the, both of those things should definitely happen. But in English, we call it money heist in Spanish. They call it La Casa de Papel. And it is just freaking awesome. It's obviously a heist show. Uh, they jump between, they play a lot. The, the narrative is really great because they jump between the planning of the heist and the executing of the heist a crazy stuff happens every single episode. There's no, there's not one dull moment in the, I guess it was two seasons, three seasons. Well, it's like three, three seasons. I think it's three seasons, but like the, the first two, I think maybe Netflix put together as one or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's incredible. It's just absolutely amazing. It's freaking nuts. And, you know, obviously in, in any heist film, you sympathize with the, you know, the quote unquote bad guys, right? The bad guys are the people, technically should be the people robbing the place, right? But they're not. Like, those are the people we sympathize with. And the bad guys are the police officers and the institutionals and the, um, you know, anyone like uh, who's working in the government or anything like that. And they are impediments to the um the, the robbers doing what they want to do um and on top of the the red the now i think is an iconic red jumpsuit with a hoodie and the salvador dali mask which is just now it's 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 actually what I, my icon for for my account on netflix and everything so um if there's any show that i've talked about today that i would say you need to watch this now uh, La Casa de Papel is absolutely the one to watch. 
Okay. Well, it looks like probably what confused you. It looks like there are three seasons, but five parts, and it, it looks like they were all split seasons. And yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. I'll bookmark I just, the, that. The one goes to the other. To the like, it's like every episode picks up basically bang where the last one left off. You know, there's no nine month pause in between, like we see in Ragnarok. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to finish my run in Denmark with a comedy drama that I've probably mentioned before. And it's a show called Rita. It's about this single high school English teacher who's raising her, I think, two children. But now I'm thinking maybe she's got three children. But the, but, you know, they're they're teenagers. I think her son's a little bit older. And, you know, she's attempting to forge her career as a teacher. She's trying to get on track for a love life. She's a teacher that the kids love. You know, she's always, she's basically wearing jeans, boots, and a flannel shirt virtually every day. That's like um, how you dress. I, you know, I was going to say, as a teacher, <laughs> she reminds me a lot of myself yeah and probably to you to a certain extent right. as well um i am just vit jr that is well i don't know about that but <laughs> uh you know to say she pushes the boundaries would be an understatement um she probably pushes the boundaries even more than we have um but it's just really a wonderful show she's a great character still on netflix and i, I just think it's one of those things if you're willing to read subtitles i again i mean look uncle wayne and i have told you kids many times turn on the original language read the subtitles get over it thank us later yeah yep um so i i just i i can't imagine anybody not liking this show if you if you need something light and there are characters that you'll recognize from other shows and i'll leave it at that so cool All right. Well, listen, hopefully you guys enjoyed our look at some favorite international non-genre shows. And, uh, you know, while this is probably not going to be a weekly release, uh, you know, we're going to knock some out as we have time. So it is fun. So uh, anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode of Take Five and we'll see you guys on Friday. Later.